When you see as a leader people behaving in ways that are consistent and supportive of your culture, then make sure they are appreciated for that from you directly. Welcome to the Veterinary Leadership Success Podcast, the show for veterinary practice owners and managers who are eager to become the leaders their teams deserve. I'm your host, veterinarian and leadership expert, Dr. Dave Nicol, and each week I'll be diving into important topics from the world of veterinary team leadership. In these short, sharp and punchy episodes, I'll share my insights, experiences and practical tips to help you navigate the challenges of leadership in the veterinary profession. Whether it's head in the clouds vision casting or in the trenches leading for performance, we will cover it all. As an owner myself, I understand the unique dynamics and demands of running a successful veterinary practice. And I'm passionate about empowering you to create a workplace where people and pets can thrive. So if you're ready for your weekly leadership fix, let's dive in to this week's show. Today we're going to talk about how to bring your values to life with 10 examples of ways practices actually using the values, not just letting them grow dust written on some foosty sheet of paper in the bottom of a desk where nobody cares about your values. Let's get into it. So number one, the first thing is as a leader, just talk about values every single day. Find a way, no matter how ridiculous it is to crowbar the reference in I challenge you to find a way to talk about your values in some way, shape or form. And there's loads of ways you can do that. You will find them. If you look around, you'll find reasons to talk about values. So be the broken record as a leader. You're the one that you must get to the point of thinking, I am so sick of talking about values that everybody else must be sick of me talking about them. But I promise you, because not everybody's hearing you talk about them all the time, they're getting a fractional amount of the values joy from you. And if you want the values to stick, if you want people to be able to repeat what the values are, know what they are, internalize them and live those values, you're going to have to say them over and over again. Number two, make some form of vision poster or graphic display which actually contains the values within the actual display. We have a poster in my practice, I've done this with loads of my clients, where we actually have a vision poster which contains the purpose, it contains the mission, it contains the values, it contains the goals along the way, it's got all of the information put into a sort of infographic, it's like a mini business plan in an infographic and I can tell you what gang, it works great to keep people grounded and to keep focused on what matters most. So make a vision poster that contains your values and give it a theme, bring it to life. You can have so much fun. I've seen people making rock star world tour vision posters. I've seen people making uh, floating air balloon vision posters. I've seen people, my own practice has one based on the life cycle of the butterfly and sunflowers. There's loads of stuff you can do with a vision poster and a good designer. They don't have to cost the earth to create something that can be really useful at just bringing and incorporating the values in more. Number three, use your values in your recruitment process. Now, this is a big part of culture farming. And what you have got to do is to get the values out there into the veterinary community so people know what you're all about. So the first way you do that is you create content, employer brand content that talks about the stories of the work you're doing, 
the brilliance of your team, the amazing things they do to contribute to culture. Tell the story of your culture on your social media feeds. Tell people on the YouTube content that you produce. Write it in your blogs. Get the word out there, not just your clients, because they're not just your clients are looking at this stuff. It's everybody who potentially might be an employee at some point in time. And you want them to be looking through the window from outside on the cold, rainy street of veterinary medicine, looking into the warmth of your culture and your practice. So give them that viewpoint, give them that vista to look into, and they'll be excited by what they see. Number four, write job adverts that incorporate your values and bring the values to life. Okay, so minimally use the values and list the values, but make sure you're telling the sorts of stories in your job ads that actually allow people to see that these things are real. Because guess what, guys? Most people don't believe what they're reading in job adverts because they've been catfished over and over and over again and they're sick of it. So tell some real stories in your job advertisements that actually bring the story of your practice to life and relate to the values. Number five, ask interview questions based on your values. In fact, create a set of interview questions that actually allow somebody to articulate the values. If integrity is one of your values, and it's like one of everyone's values, right? So it's maybe not the best values to have to help you stand out from the crowd. But let's imagine integrity is one of your values. Then how would you know if somebody has integrity? Well, maybe you could ask them a question like, tell me about a time when you made a decision because it was the right thing to do even though there was a price to you in doing so. That's the sort of question that allows somebody to tell you or to demonstrate to you whether they have the values that you care about. Number six, spend a couple of hours in your onboarding program, your on-ramp, your induction program, whatever you call it, discussing the values with a new hire. Okay, if you're a small practice, you can do this one-to-one. If you're a big practice, it should be part of somebody's job to teach somebody what the values are because those values are the foundation of how we do things around here. And if you want people to behave in a way that's consistent with your culture or the culture you want to see, you're going to have to describe what that looks like. So tell them as part of the onboarding process what the value is and what that actually means in terms of their day-to-day work. How do you expect them to behave when they're an employee of your team? Outline that, take a couple of hours minimally to do it. It's time very well spent. Now, are people the major pain point in your practice? If so, you're not alone. Over 90% of managers report staff problems to be their number one issue. At the root of this problem are usually three dysfunctions. A poorly articulated vision, toxic culture, or some form of leadership breakdown. If this sounds familiar, then do not despair. Help is at hand. I encourage you to check out Leaders, a veterinary-specific leadership training program where you will learn how to create and execute on a shared vision, how to hire well, and build a powerful, high-performance practice culture without all the drama. The class is accredited, delivered online, and open for applications now. To learn more, listen to a free training webinar, or apply visit drdavenickel.com forward slash leaders. Now back to the show. Number seven, create a shout out a colleague initiative scheme, call it what you want. 
we had a wonderful thing going at my practice in Australia where you could just take a little note and it was a little flat piece of paper, like no more than an inch tall and sort of four inches wide. And there was a, a little box full of blank pieces of paper and a couple of pens. And the thought was that you could take a second to write a note of appreciation to somebody and you could pop it in their locker. And that actually, that was one of the most wonderful gifts that you could give somebody. And it was so nice. Like sometimes you'd forget that this was a thing and you'd go to your entry and you'd be leafing through it. And then amongst the callbacks for bloods or the client that wanted you to call them or the insurance forms, you'd just come across this little bit of paper and suddenly you'd remember, oh, hold on, what's that? I remember those things. They're for notes of appreciation. Could somebody have sent me a note of appreciation? And you read it and you get the most wonderful little notes that just reminds you that other people see the way you behave and they appreciate you. And if you link those things to shouting out people for living the values, that has a massively powerful reinforcing effect on the behaviours you're looking to see. Number eight, recognise people based on your values. When you see as a leader people behaving in ways that are consistent and supportive of your culture, then make sure they are appreciated for that from you directly. And that just is as easy as taking a quiet moment to pull somebody aside and say, listen, John, when I saw you helping that person who was struggling with their time and struggling to get that piece of work done there, when I saw you took a moment out of your day just to direct them and assist them and mentor them a little bit, that was really what we mean when we talk about we're a practice where mentoring and teammates come first, teamwork comes first. I just want to shout out to say I, I saw that. I appreciate you for it. That's what this practice is about. Thank you. Half a minute it would take you to do that. What do you think the impact on John would be? He's going to be wandering around with a chest puffed up tall. He knows people are watching. He knows this matters. You've signaled that. And he's much more likely to do more of that again in the future. Okay? And he's much more likely to shout somebody else out for something like that as well because you're setting the tone for what it's like to show appreciation in the practice. Most leaders wander around yelling at people when stuff goes wrong. So, of course, that becomes something that everyone thinks is okay to do. And that's how you end up with blame culture. So, showing appreciation and catching people in the act of doing something right, that's one of the ways that you fight blame culture. Number nine, don't just recognize them based on values, reward them based on values. And in my practice, actually, part of our performance management assessment is going to be partly on the work and the quality of the work that you've done in the year, but it will also be partly on the way you've done the work and how you've behaved with and interacted with the team. So there's a double-edged thing there. Do quality work, do it in a way that's consistent with the values. And part of everybody's bonus in the practice, and in my practice, that bonus isn't just monetary, it's actually earning share options in the practice. So if you are somebody who does good work and you contribute to culture, you're going to get a bonus, a financial incentive, and you're actually going to become a part owner of the practice. How cool is that? How strong a signal does that send to your team that values matter, okay? However you decide to do it, reward based on values. And that might be you promote people based on values. Uh, it might be that you give them money based on values. It might be they get extra CE based on values. You get to decide what the rewards are, but make sure you're not just tying these things to competencies in terms of technical competencies, tie them also to competency in supporting your culture. And finally, why not make a standing segment in every team meeting? You know those meetings where we just sit around basically talking about all the stuff that went wrong and nobody likes going to them? 
Well, why not have a standing section of a meeting where you call somebody out or you recognize somebody or you just talk about a value or all of the above? You talk about, guys, today we're going to talk about the value of integrity. I know we've said this before, but I just want to bring it back up so it's fresh in everybody's mind what that means in this practice. And in actual fact, I want to tell you three stories I've observed in the last month of people acting with integrity. And in doing that, again, you're signaling strong commitment to your values. The team will get the message and they're reminded what the value of integrity is and how they should be acting with it. Okay. And kind of on the flip side of that, sometimes people are not going to act in accordance with the values. Now, don't bring that up at the team meeting. That's going to be uh, pretty humiliating for somebody to do that. And potentially that could be seen as bullying behavior. So don't do that in that moment in the team meeting. But definitely course corrections when people stray from the path are just as important in bringing values to life as shouting people out when they get things wrong. But just remember, when it comes to training puppies, liver treats are more effective than rolled up newspaper. And the same is true with human beings when you want them to act in a certain way. Teach them well, recognize them for doing the right thing, course correct gently when they get off track. If you do that consistently, you're gonna have a team that gets the values, buys into the values, or at the very least, indicate very clearly if they don't buy into the values, they're not going to be a member of your team. And you stand a very good chance of starting to really actively foster the culture, a culture upon which you are proud, and a culture that supports the mission your practice is on. So there you go, guys. There's 10 ways that you could bring your practice values to life today. There will be another 10, 20, 30. I bet there's hundreds of ways that we could all think of bringing values to life. So I'm curious. How have you brought values to life? Or are the values things that just sit in a little crumpled up bit of paper at the bottom of your drawer, long forgotten and unloved? If that's the case, it's time to dust that off and start scratching your head to bring those values to life. Your chances of having a great culture are diminished hugely when you don't pay attention to intentionally bringing values to life. What you do if you do that is you let somebody else dictate the tone of your culture. Don't be that leader. Give everybody a fighting chance of an amazing practice to work in with an amazing culture. You owe them that much as a leader. They deserve that. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. What do you think? Leave comments. Please let me know. Hit me up on the socials. It's at Dr. Dave Nickel. And feel free to contribute your own ideas for how you have brought values to life. I'm always keen to hear the way that you guys get creative and making these amazing cultures happen. Till next time, peace out. So that wraps up today's episode of the Veterinary Leadership Success Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would be most appreciated if you would leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends in veterinary medicine all about us. Until next time, from all of us here, be safe, be well, and be happy. 